0: Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Boutosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. And get ready to receive a word from God. Genesis 22, we're going to look at uh, verses 5. Now, I'm going to have to, uh, like Pastor Mark was talking about history, and he's been te- talking about when entering into the rest, entering into your promised land, and uh, we get so busy doing all these things, trying to make things happen. You know, for years I thought I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make my ministry be great. And one day the Lord said, "You don't, you don't need to make your ministry great. You need to make me great. I need to decrease that, he, so He can increase." Amen. I need to be like a good Baptist. That's John the Baptist. He said, "I must decrease, so He can increase." Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you're, if I'm, I'm Baptist, I can say that. I was born and raised Baptist. Amen. So um, we've got to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do instead of us trying to work something or make something, thinking we got to do this or we got to do that. We we need to make His name famous, Amen. So, um, uh, and Pastor Mark teaches on the kingdom a lot, which I really uh, enjoy. I love to hear him teach on that because he he really knows it. But um, I was heard a man say recently. He said, "There's two kingdoms. There's one king." And there's one trying to be king, and we know who that is. It's Satan. But the kingdom came when Jesus came to Earth. But but there was the kingdom was set up in in Genesis chapter one. God created the heavens and the earth, and He gave man. He put man in dominion. He said, "You uh, Genesis one twenty six, you you go take dominion. You do what you know. It's yours." And He gave him control of it. A domain is the king is, has a domain, and and Adam was the was the king of the world, and God would come in and visit him, and then one day Satan came along and tempted him, and he caved in. He disobeyed God. He disobeyed God. Obedience is very important. In fact, if you want to know somebody, we, we, we're talking about true worship. True worship is just obedience. In fact, you can substitute the word worship and obedience. So, uh, Thomas, we've limited the word worship to you got to have a guitar and some keyboards and some drums. No, worship is a lifestyle of, of complete obedience. I use the example of my daughter. and She came to me. And she said, Dad, I just love you so much. And I said, well, honey, can you go help your mom with the dishes? Because they, they piled up. She just did some, some of her best work one Sunday afternoon. And she said, but I just love you so much. I said, I love you too, baby, but can you help mom with the dishes? And she just keeps saying, but, but, Dad, you don't understand. I love you. Well, Jesus said in John 14, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Somebody said, come on now, we're preaching. And, and I don't, the last time I checked, God told Adam, do not eat from that tree. That's all I need to know. In fact, he should have said, thus saith the Lord, do not eat from that tree. Amen? That's what Jesus did when the devil came after him. You know, he, he was Jesus. He could have said, back off, Satan, I'm Jesus Christ. Didn't you just hear that voice from heaven, that dove lit on, lit on me? How about that? He didn't mention any of that. He just said, it is written. Every time of temptation, it is written. Oh, glory to God. I'm to preach myself happy. Hallelujah. I wrote this down yesterday. I sent myself a text yesterday. I, don't, I mean, an email. Thank you. Probably about 11 o'clock yesterday. I get a lot of emails. it take a little while to find that. Because we're talking about testing and temptation. That's what we're going to look at right here, a test. But anyway, we know the story. Adam fell, and, and, and I'm telling you, we're in, a, we're in a heap of trouble. We are messed up. The curse has come. Somebody said, why, why is there a plague in the earth? Because we're under a curse. There's a curse on this earth because of Satan. Now, Satan's in charge, amen? I'm talking babies are dying. People are raping, robbing, murdering, and killing. Just watch CNN. Or, don't, no, never mind. Forget what I just said. Don't watch any of that. You don't have to watch it. It's just out there. Amen. You saved it. Thank you. So we need need a Savior. And somebody said, well, why didn't the Savior just, why why wasn't he just born in the manger like three chapters later? It would have been really nice. Well, in Ezekiel it says that God said, "I'm, I'm searching for a man. That would rebuild the wall. That would stand in the gap. And the way this thing was set up. God put a man in charge. And a man has to get it back. That's just the way it is. The first Adam lost it. And God said I need another man to get it back. And, he, and, he, and we finally find a man. That would obey God. His name is Abram. He was, he was the, he, the. God told him. You see the sand down there. Your, your, your seed will be like that. The sands of the shore. I don't know, last time I checked, when I, you can't count them. You'd be a fool. I'm going to count how many sands, c, c, what do you call it, sand. I'm going to count the grains of sand. Thank you. you. You say you lost your mind. You have lost your mind if you think you're going to count. You better have a big magnifying glass and lots of time. And then he said, look up at the stars. You see the stars. That you're, that's gonna, all the stars in the heavens are going to be like your descendants. And, well, the guy was, he's 80-something. I mean, he's getting up in age. And he's like, this. I don't know how this is going to happen. And then, obviously, he, in the flesh, he goes and gets his maidservant pregnant, which was not the right thing to do. But then, finally, Sarah gets pregnant. He changed his name to Abraham. This is this a whole message on confession. The minute he changed his name, he went around saying, my name is Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. So now he's saying, I'm a father of many nations. I'm a father of many nations. I think she got pregnant in like three months after about 15 years of not getting pregnant. It's amazing what your confession will do. You can say amen if you didn't if you don't say oh me or say something out to help whatever. So she got pregnant and they had a baby and then um God says one day when he got to be old enough, he said, I want you to I want you to sacrifice your son. Now I'm gonna tell you folks, I I really I told somebody I would struggle with that more than I struggled with the fish swallowing a man. When if you say you struggle with stuff in the Bible. I don't know about you, but I have a son. I have two sons and I'm it ain't happening you know now but then one day i read this it says in the scripture for that god would justify the heathen through faith that's me and you we're all heathens until jesus changes i'm not a heathen anymore preached before the gospel unto abraham everybody say before he preached the gospel to abraham the gospel is the good news of jesus christ so Abraham had the gospel preached. I don't know if he might have saw it on a flat screen TV. I don't know if it was a rock. I don't know what happened, but he saw the gospel. And it says unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. In you, in your seed, all nations shall be blessed. And then in Hebrews eleven seventeen, 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. Oh, have you ever heard that anywhere before? Only begotten son. That's interesting of whom he said, in Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God would able was able to raise him up even from the dead. He decided he was going to raise him up from the dead, from which he also received him in figurative sense. In other words, Abraham believed that he was going to be raised from the dead even if he killed him. And we're going to read the story here in just a second, but I'm going to set the stage. Because here Abraham, he says, I want you, first of all, if you'll go back and read, when Abraham was first mentioned, he was in his father's house, and he said, I want you to leave your father's house and go. Where are we going? I don't know. I'll tell you when you get there. Basically, it's what happened. He's talk about walking by faith and not by sight. You're going somewhere, I ain't going to tell you. I guess I'll just put one foot in front of the other. I'll get there directly. Amen? And he said he got there, and then he, he told him he was going to have a child. He told You know, step by step, he just led him and guided him by vision. And then he said, then he finally got the son name. He said, You want me to kill the son it took me forever to get? That just only makes sense. I'm telling you. John Wesley said, I, I wrote this down. Make sure I say it right. John Wesley was the founder of the Methodist Church, and he was a Holy Ghost man of God. Somebody say amen. He said, Wow, I won't go through all these notes. Don't, don't freak out on me. He said it It seems that God is limited by our prayer life. I think he even said, I don't I'm not I don't know why, but it just seems that way. He says that God can do nothing for mankind unless someone asks him. The Bible says in James chapter two, you have not because you ask not. Or that might be James chapter four. We got he he's looking for somebody. He's searching like Genesis or uh, in uh, Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, he's seeking for a man to stand in the gap. He's looking for somebody, somebody in the earth. And, you know, this can be proved out in Daniel chapter 10. It says Daniel prayed. He fasted for, for uh, I think it was 20, 21 days. The angel appeared. He says, I have come in response to your words. He didn't say I came because God told me to come. He said, I have, I'm sure God sent him, but it was on behalf of Daniel. And I don't have time. I could go all day and just give you scriptures. It shows that God intervened in the earth because of a man, a woman, mankind. Somebody say amen. God used women. God will use a child. God will use anybody that's willing to stand in the gap. Anytime there's a revival, it was always somebody decided to start praying. I'm telling you. You may say, well, God's God, he can do anything he wants. Well, he said He set this thing up to where he needs a man in the earth. And I'm going to tell you, the Bible says Satan is the accuser, and he would accuse God. He said, wait a minute, you gave man in charge. He put man in charge. Man gave me because man obeyed me. The Bible says whoever you submit yourself to obey, you become servant to that man. I think it's Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. We became servant to Satan because we submitted to him. We obeyed him. Somebody say amen. All right, I'm gonna, if I don't jump into this Genesis 22, we'll never get there. We're, gonna, we're not going to be here till next Christmas. Okay. Genesis 22, verse 5. And he said to his servant, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Me and the boy will worship, and we will, we will. Who's we? He had a mouse in his pocket. No, he didn't. We will come back to you. So he knew he was going to bring the boy back. He didn't say, I'll bring him back strapped on the donkey. He'll be dead, but we're coming back. He didn't say that. And I, the key, the interesting thing here, Tommy, is he said we're going to go worship. That's the first time the word worship is ever mentioned in the, in the Bible. And there wasn't no donkey. There wasn't no guitar strapped on that donkey. Amen. Somebody said, it oh, it's probably a Congo or Bongo or something. You know what I mean? No, I'm telling you, worship is obedience. You can substitute that word, worship, obedience. I will worship the Lord. I will obey the Lord. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, verse 6, placed it on Isaac. He placed the wood on his son. Sounds, Sounds like the cross of Jesus. And he himself carried the fire and the knife, and the two of them went together. Isaac spoke up to his father and said, Abraham, father, He said, yes, my son, he replied. The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, verse 8, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. I just can't help but think when I read that, I can see John the Baptist there, when Jesus comes walking up, and He goes, "Behold, the Lamb." Two thousand years after Abraham was sacrificing his son, I think it was a prophetic words. Like it was a, I think Pastor Mark was talking about. There was a, a, there was nothing happened for several hundred years from from the end of the Old Testament to the New Testament, and all of a sudden, the King is born, and then John the Baptist who was sent to be the herald for Jesus. He said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Man, I don't know about you. I would have loved to have been there. I guess we'll get to see it one day. Maybe it'll be live. Hallelujah. It says when they reached the place in verse 9, the place God told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar. Now, folks, I don't, somebody said he willingly went. It says he bound him. I, I, I just have a hard time believing a 15-year-old boy, or 14, whatever however he was. is going to lay there thinking, oh, something ain't right. with this. There's something wrong with his picture. I, I've been, he's asking questions, and all of a sudden he gets bound, and he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. I'm sure he's struggling now. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. I want to say this. Just curious. The word bound means, uh, um, th- the word, there's a Hebrew word, it means akida, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, it's all Greek and Hebrew to me, but it actually means a binding, a binding contract, a binding covenant, everybody say binding, you're bound by a covenant, you're bound by, when I, I made a covenant with my wife, we got married, we're bound together with that covenant, if you ever signed a lease, you're bound, somebody say amen, legally you're bound. And he, and he says he reached that place, and he, but the angel of the Lord said, Abraham, Abraham, I, he said his name twice. I wonder if he's just about to hit him on that first shot. Anyway, he said, here I am, he replied. Do not lay your hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. For now I know you fear God because you have not withheld your son, your only begotten son. Now, that, the word only begotten, I looked that up. It's in several translations. Do not lay your hand on the boy. Abraham looked up there, and in a thicket, he saw a ram caught in his horns, by his horns. He went and took the ram, sacrificed it as a burnt sacrifice instead of his son. So Abraham called the place, the Lord will provide, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham a second time from heaven, and he said, I swear... I always say this, God's not going to swear now. I mean, that, that got my attention when he says, I swear by myself. There's no other higher name that he could swear by. Declares the Lord that because you have done this thing, if not withheld your son, your only begotten son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Everybody say obey. And think about that word obey. He obeyed. He worshiped. Worship is obedience. Think about back in, in Acts. I mean in Genesis. In Genesis chapter uh, 3 when they, they disobeyed God. I, I, I tell people this. They, uh, the young people get their attention. Adam Adam was a Satan worshiper. What? Well, he obeyed him. That's worship. Amen. I mean, I didn't go around with this book because Adam was a Satan worshiper, but he disobeyed God and he obeyed Satan. You know, the Bible says to resist the devil and he will flee. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil. You can't do both. You're either pulling from one or going to the other. And the minute you say, I'm submitted to God, you are resisting the devil. I just need to, no, you just need to say, submitted to God. You don't have to resist. Somebody say, Amen. That's pretty good preaching for a little boy. Amen. Hallelujah. He's, and I want, to, I want you to see this. In the, in the English Standard Version, I think it's verse 17, it says, You shall possess the gates of your enemies. Folks, you got some enemies. You probably don't even know it. I'm not talking about flesh and blood. I'm talking about principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual weakness in high places according to Ephesians. Somebody say Amen. And through your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed me. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I've got offspring. We have four children. And I'm going to tell you, I just got, as we were just worshiping, the word Lord's the Lord reminded me of this. I think all four of my kids could probably get up here and, and, and do something spiritual. Some of them could drop a word better than I could. I think all four of them, I've seen all four of them under the anointing, prophesying and preaching. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, man, I ain't, I'm not, I'm Tommy, I ain't that good. I promise you. I, can't, I cannot take credit. Now, may say, yeah, but you did it. Yeah, I, I, I did some things, but I'm telling you, they're light years ahead of me from where I was. And the Bible says they're like quivers. They're like, they're like quivers in the hand of a mighty man. Uh, they're like arrows in a quiver. So that means they're going to be shot out way further than me. I, I've heard all four of my children get revelation. I was like, holy mackerel, that is. Stop. I'm going to need to write that down. Before you finish. I found a quote by John Wesley. It says, It seems that God is limited by our prayer life, that He can do nothing for mankind unless someone asks Him. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18 that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And I, I could I could go, I could go for I'm literally, I could go for three days. I've done it. I just preached. I preached this message. It took me four days. I was at a, 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 doing a youth camp in Miami, and we. It took me four days to get the whole thing out. So it's a. It's a whole. It's just, I, just scripture after scripture. It's a book that that'll, should be out soon. Hallelujah. And uh, I want just just on just a couple more things about Genesis 22 before we move on. I got a couple other things I want you to see. Most scholars. I'm not even going to say most. Some scholars believe. And I've, I've, I've got this one guy. Um, he told me, uh, Geraldine, you know who I'm talking about. He, he works at the library and he studies, man. He, and I asked him and I said, is Mount Moriah and Calvary the same place? He said, I believe it is. And I just, this, if this guy says it is, I believe it is just based on that. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mount Moriah was where Abraham offered Isaac. They said it's right outside of Jerusalem. Now, there's nothing that can say it ain't, but there's nothing that says it is, but there's nothing that says it ain't. If I was God, I'd have had it happen at the same place because that's where the covenant was cut. As far as I'm concerned, when Abraham was willing to give his son, God said, oh, glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, I I found me a man that's willing to give his son. Now, we got a deal. We got a covenant, Abraham. My son's coming. He's coming. The king's coming. Emmanuel, God with us, is coming. Now, so he said, why did it take so long? I don't know, but he's here. He came, amen, and he's coming back again. And the second time, you better be ready, amen. When he comes back, the king is coming, amen, to take his kingdom. Somebody say amen. Now, look over at Psalm. This is where I want to get to. This is what the Lord showed me, Psalm 127. Psalm 127, this is good stuff. Oh, Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I told you, you need to take note. It's a lot of information here. It's good stuff. Psalm one twenty-seven. Now I want to read the whole thing. It's only it's only five chapter five verses, unless thank you. Five verses. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. And that just goes back to what I said. Man, we got to let the Lord build it. Amen. I ain't, we ain't trying to build a kingdom. He's, he's got, we're trying to build his kingdom. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. In vain. It is in vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late. Man, Van, I wish we'd got off this scripture long a lot of years ago. Cause I know Van. He uh, anyway, Julie too. But uh, I, I've been guilty of this. I, I I stay up later and get more. Uh, my sister in law. Where she, she? We were in a. Uh, we were in uh, Nashville. She just moved here from Nashville. A couple. What's that? that has been a couple months ago. Me and my son and her. We were at this. We were at this. Uh, a Christian mattress store. I guess what it was. I'm thinking I need a Christian mattress. Anyway, when I laid on that, my laid my head on the pillow. I was like, "Yeah, I need to get one of these Holy Ghost pillow. And uh, and there was a sign on the wall. It says, "Sometimes the greatest act of faith you can do is go take a nap." I said, "Hallelujah, woo! I got a witness on that one." But think about it. If you're so, you and I, I know you know what I'm talking about, Van. Everyone in this room, you got you got deadlines, you got things to do. But if you'll, just, if you'll just say, you know what, God's got this, I'm going to sleep. Think about Jesus in the bow of that boat. It was the worst storm. He had to go wake him up. He had to wake him up in the storm. like, wow, that jerk has crashed out. He was, in, he was entered into the rest. Amen. Somebody say amen. He says, it is in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for he gives his beloved rest. Well, Jesus, the, the, the voice spoke out of heaven. Uh, in the river jordan he said this is my beloved son whom i will please i like it he called daniel he goes my my beloved son but you know what we've been the bible says in Ephesians, we've been accepted into the beloved we are beloved if you're a child of god you are beloved amen he says here he says behold children are a heritage from the lord the fruit of the room the fruit of the womb is a reward I, i mean we don't sometimes we think our kids are a pain in the neck we I wish i only had two Jeez, you know what i mean the fruit of the womb is a reward we need to be walking in our reward sometimes we 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 you know we're saying all kind of things about our kids i told this, this one lady one time said he's gonna end up in jail i said yeah one day he's gonna be holding them bars, saying mama you, you was right you got it right mama you need to quit saying that i'm here just like you said Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children of one's youth. My children will go more, they'll do more, they'll have more than I ever did. Amen. Happy is the man who has the quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. I want you to see this. But they shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Matt, your children will take authority over that devil. Amen. That's the enemies. Now uh, turn over to Matthew 16. Wow I got I got 30 more minutes Hallelujah we want to take to take some time to pray before the uh, at the end of the service I'll we'll have the band come up in just a minute amen but don't hold me to that maybe maybe a couple minutes Matthew 16 Matthew 16 you better have your shouting clothes on today hallelujah Matthew 16 we're going to look at verse 13 and uh Verse 19. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that the Son of Man is? Or the Son of Man am? And he said, Some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus just pointedly asked him, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answers, You are the Christ the anointed one, the son of the living God. And folks, you can believe a lot of things about Jesus, but you better believe that he's the son of the living God. Amen? Because somebody, people say, well, I believe in God, but what are you going to do with Jesus? Because if Jesus ain't who he says he was, then he was just an all-out liar. Somebody told me they were out on a golf course one day, and they said, well, I believe in God. He goes, what about Jesus? Well, I think Jesus was a good man. he says, Jesus wasn't a good man. He was not a good man. He was a son of God, and he goes. Well, I don't know. He goes. He said, "You, you better do something with Jesus because he wasn't a good man. If he was, he wasn't a good man because he was a liar. You can't be. You can't be a good man and son of God. You got. You know, he. He said he was a good. He didn't say he was a good man. He said he was a son of God. Somebody say Amen. And he said the guy. They were out on the. They were on the. Put, they were on the putting green. The guy grabbed his putter, got his bag, and left. He went home. He then challenged him. I like that. Folks, we need to be challenged. You, you better do something with Jesus. Somebody say amen. And uh, he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered, verse 17, blessed are you, Simon. Jesus said, you are blessed. You know why he's blessed? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because he said, blessed shall your seed be because of Jesus Christ. Your seed... The seed that's coming through is going to bring blessing to the earth. Well, He just got blessed because he believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And he said, you didn't get this by your brain. In other words, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you, Peter, that upon this rock, now it wasn't Peter's not the rock, and just one chapter later he said, your father, the devil. That ain't a rock. Somebody say amen. He said the revelation that you got is the rock. That's the foundation that, that this... That you're built, the church is built on. It's a rock. It's a foundational truth. This building is built on a rock, a solid foundation. You don't build anything on it. And the foundation of the church is Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And believing that with your mouth and confessing it with your confessing it with your mouth, believing it in your heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And, and that's the free gift. You, know, you don't have to do anything but confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. You call Jesus King. The Bible says in uh, Colossians chapter 1 that we've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His Son. You don't just get transferred, you, you opt in by saying Jesus Christ is Lord and King and boom, you're in the kingdom. That's, that's amazing. It's a miracle. It's a miracle of confessing Jesus as King and Lord and believing that He's the Son of God. Somebody say, yeah, but you've got to confess your sins. Folks, when you confess Jesus as Lord, you just submitted to God. You don't resisted the devil. I can't remember everything I did. I was too drunk to remember. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, somebody said, well, if you, when you remember it, then you, well, that's fine. I don't care what you do. But if you're submitted to God, you ain't got to worry. Somebody say amen. You're submitted to the king. You're not in rebellion to the king. He said, I will get, and then he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Here's where I want to get. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church or my seed. Amen? The gates of hell shall not prevail. And I don't know, for some reason I was reading this one day and I just saw these gates with arms and legs coming after me. I'm thinking, man, I should have been smart enough. I grew up on a farm. Gates don't have arms and legs. Gates don't move. Gates don't breathe. Gates keep things in or keep things out. Somebody say Amen. We got to keep reading. I will give you the keys. Woo! I like keys. Keys open up gates, don't they, Ladon? Hallelujah! If you got them locked, you know people will trespass. They just flat do it, and cows will get out. You got to lock the gate. Thank God you don't have to put locks for keys, but I don't know. Maybe y'all do. I don't know. Maybe y'all got smart cows. Hallelujah! They can pick the lock. Hallelujah! I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, it, no, well, God, I'm just going to let you do it. You bind and you loose because I'm just don't, and I, the devil's chasing me and, and I need you to take care of him for me. Would you do something? No. He said, you cast out devils. Amen. You lay hands on the sick. You go into all the world and preach the gospel. You resist the devil. Well, I want you to resist him for me. I can't. I've given you my name. I've given you angels. I've given you the Holy Ghost. I've given you my word. Start speaking it. Amen. And that's what Jesus did. I think if anybody, God would have come down and said, I'm going to resist the devil for you, Jesus. Just back up. I'll take care of this punk. No, he, Jesus didn't do it. Jesus dealt with the devil. Jesus dealt with the temptation on his own. The Bible calls Jesus the second Adam. A man had to get back what a man lost. God became a man for our, on our behalf. Somebody say Amen. I will give you the keys of the king. Whatever you bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. I want you to go back and look at that. Uh, just think about what we read there in in Psalms 127. He says, your, 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 your children, your offspring will stand with the enemies at the gate. Folks, I'm telling you, we, I, well, that's why you train up a child in the way they should go. And I think they're going to have greater authority and greater power than we ever did. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says, In Philippians chapter 4, last verse I want to talk about. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, that the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. Finally, my brethren, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there's any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The thing which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. I, I was listening to somebody the other day, they were talking about the people, that they, 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 they're not walking in that authority, they're not walking in that, using that the, the, the binding and loosing. They've just, they've just sat back and thought, man, what, what, what are we going to do, God? What are we going to do? You know, nothing's changed. The Word hadn't changed. God's with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. It's time for us to get in there and stir our faith up, stir ourselves up in Jesus' name. And one of the things I was thinking about is the word, it says, be careful for nothing. Or it says, one, one word is be anxious. The anxious or be careful or don't worry. And, and we, we become champion warriors. You can't be worrying and be in faith. And the Bible says, I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, to cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which is, what is the knowledge of God? God's Word. Uh, one translation says, destroy, tear down. One translation says, demolish every thought. Folks, I don't know about you, but I, my thoughts would just start running wild. You just, it just when you start getting a thought, and then somebody will come up and say something to you, they're feeding into those thoughts. You got to cast them down. That word "anxious" is the word; it's the Greek word merimna and it means, I think Pastor Martin just talked about this a couple weeks ago. It means divided into parts, and and it'd almost be like your heart is compartmentalized. If I, and I'll just explain it like this: If I told my wife, she goes, "Do you love me with your whole heart?" I love you with two thirds of my heart, baby, because there's a third of my heart that really likes this other lady. No, 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 no. I will worship the Lord with all my heart. Trust uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Merimna means divided. It means anxious. I mean, obviously, she, I'm like, I'm, I love you with all my heart. Uh, you don't act like you believe what you're saying. And, and I'm telling you, folks, we, we, we do. We'll say, we'll say we're giving God lip service, and we got this thing over here, and we got this thing over here. We got this thing we want to hold on to just in case, just in case. It's just in case. Now, we gotta, you got to let go of those things, especially in this time. I, 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 was, I was thinking the other day, the Bible talks about, I just read this the other day. I think it's in Luke. It talks about the light. Don't put your light under a lampshade. That, that everybody, put your light up on your candlestick. When they lit the candlestick, I was like, gee, we, we gotta, we got we, 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 we do the lighting. We need to be a light. We need people need to see us. They need to hear us, they need to experience God in us. We're his body. I love what my Pastor Mark said the other day. He said, you know, the, the world says that we gotta stay six feet apart, but Jesus said, lay hands on the sick. Let's see. I think I'm gonna go with Jesus. Yeah, let's I think I'm gonna go with Jesus. Yeah, not Fauci. Jesus or Fuchi or Fachi or Fachi. Is it Jesus or Fachi? Yeah. Whatever his name is, Amen, Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. I want the band to come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Told you that, wasn't, that was just a couple minutes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know that that's the same word that is used in Matthew chapter six. Matthew 6:33 it says seek ye first the kingdom of God and 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 all those things will be added unto you that's putting God first that's your whole heart but he says you know he says don't don't worry about tomorrow don't worry about what's going to happen don't worry you, you 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 do everything you can for Jesus today don't worry about it. God's got all that and that's entering into the rest you know what you need to do when you get you get all anxious just just go take a nap hallelujah there you go Take that devil! I'm going to sleep. What you gonna do about that? I'm fixing to have the peace of God that passes all understanding, He's guarding my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. That's what it says there. Cast down those thoughts. Think, think on things that are pure. I tell you what I've learned to do when when things would come, issues, and they're going to keep coming. I, I didn't ever tell you that. Um, so so Abraham was tested. And somebody said, "Oh, was that God?" Th- think about. I don't know about you, um, y'all, some of y'all guys got grandkids and kids that they, they hunt, they got guns. I think they need to pass a test before they get that gun. Can, can we all agree on that? Well, give that 12-year-old a gun and start, I'll hunt with him. He ain't never picked up a gun, oh, it'll, be, it'll be all right. No, you want that guy to go through a test. How about a 15-year-old give him a driver's license? I think he needs to go take a driver's test. Well, I'm going to tell you, Abraham passed the test. Somebody say amen. Folks, if you don't get tested, you'll never know what you can do anyway. Test, are, they're, they're, the test I believe God sends the test. But the devil brings the temptations. The temptation that happened to Jesus, and I didn't even have a chance to go there. In Luke chapter 4, we go read it. The Bible says that Satan took Jesus upon a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in an instant. He said, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give all this to you. All, that's obey. Obey is worship. And Jesus said, I'll only worship the Lord God and Him only while I serve. So that's a good answer. And He says, it is written. He just kept saying, it is written. Folks, that's what we need to be saying. I always tell these young people, if you don't know what is written, you can't say it. You better learn some stuff. Amen? So a man named Abram and people say that God came through the nation of Israel. It wasn't a nation, it was a man. The nation of Israel came out of Abraham, amen? God came through a man that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And when you call upon that name, you are instantly transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And you grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ in that kingdom. And you walk in your kingdom authority. You may be here today and you said, man, I don't, what you're saying, I never heard anything like that in my whole life. We were in a church in Florida and I preached this message and the guy says, I grew up in a church. My dad's a pastor. I have never understood the gospel like what you shared today. Totally re- recommitted his life to Jesus. One lady came up to us, she goes, you just made me totally understand the gospel. She wrote me a thousand dollar check with a pencil. And I said, "I'll preach it again if you just wait a minute." Hallelujah! <laughs> Might get another one. Hallelujah! And that's a joke, but she did write me a check. The point I'm trying to make is we've we've made this thing so complicated. If you just read your Bible, because people say, "Well, because if you, if you don't, if you think God's just going to do what He wants to do, well, why pray? In fact, why are we going to church? Just let just let chips fall where they may. I could be out on the golf course or somewhere. You know what I mean? No." It ain't by works, but it's by putting your place in a position to hear from God, to let His grace, to let Him be the head and you be the body. Because we got to stay connected to the head. Amen. we got kingdom work to do. And if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, or you may be here and you say, you know what, I, I, I've, I've fallen away from God. I'm like the prodigal son. I've fallen away from God. The Bible says that the prodigal son said he came to his senses, and he says he said I'm going back to my father's house, and I'll be a servant. Man, that's that's a changed heart. Somebody say amen. And you may be here today, and you say you know I'm that I'm that person. I've 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 fallen away from God. And I need to I need to make things right. I served God as a child, or have just fallen away from that. If, you, if that's you, you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life or you've fallen away from God and you want to make things right. I can't think of a better time to get things right than right here at the Christmas season. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.